There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome back to Locatora Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Mala Munoz. And I'm Diosa Fem. And we are Las Locatoras of Locatora Radio. A radiophonic novella. Which is just a really extra way of saying a podcast. A podcast. You know it's a podcast by now. Yes. (laughs) Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella archiving the brilliance and legacies of women and femmes of color. And as you know, we're in season three of Locatora Radio. We are calling season three Podcasteras Peligrosas because Femme Revenge has never sounded so sweet. Yes. And you know, we have been out of the studio for about a month. So we are super excited to be recording with y'all today from Espacio 1839, Radio Espacio. Last time on Locatora Radio, we actually published our live podcast from Cardinal Stritch University. And that was a good time. It was our first time in the Midwest, our first time in Minnesota. We were in Milwaukee, Um, you know, on our old stomping grounds that is a Catholic school. Oh, Lord. Talking ho shit on the Lord's time. I love it. It was great. We, you know, welcome to Capitulo 62, 62. 
you're actually entering a new quarter of our season and yes. we're really excited to be talk to be introducing this new quarter to y'all. Yeah, so we are entering our femtech quarter and this is one of our favorite locatora topics to discuss. Um, We love femtech and everything that it means. So today's episode, today's interview is going to be focusing on femtech. So in the second half of today's capitulo, we'll be having a very special guest, Cecilia Flores of Coco Verde Vegan Food. So look forward to that. Yes. And just as a reminder, we are still collaborating with The Bloomy, which is a Latina owned and created marketplace of intimate care, health, and wellness. And you can use our code LOCATORA10 to get your sexual health products. And uh, we still also have a really fun collab with our favorite Latina-owned makeup and beauty company, Vive Cosmetics. Vive treats us so well. Um, And our locamores, get your Vive fix, get your Vive lippies and products using, um, well, no, you get 15% off the order. Yes. If you you order through Vive. Yeah. Yeah. So if you use the code locamores, you'll get 15% off. That's the code locamores. That's so funny the way you said that right now. Yeah. We are tired. We're tired. We're, We're tired, a little tired. Yeah. We basically did three interviews. We have been grinding, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about what we've been doing. But, yeah. you know, we realized that we have been working so much yep. that we actually haven't even had time to record a capitulo, which is the irony of all of it. Which is wild. We've been putting out recently, like we put out our Anna Tiju episode. Yeah. We recorded that interview in 2018. In December. In December mm-hmm, and, bar- mm-hmm. and just barely put it out. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we've been busy, as you know, we do, we hustle and we work a lot to keep the podcast, um, going to give it life. If you would like to support us in one small way, you can always hit the Venmo at locatora-radio. Every cent counts. Yeah. I actually wanted to read one from one of our locamores, Janelle. She wrote, she made a contribution to the Venmo and she put, I've seen how hard y'all have been working, basically doing events every day, flying around the U.S., and I know y'all have nine to fives. Y'all are doing big things for yourself and for our community. Thank you for everything you do. You're welcome. Thank you, girl. Thank you for the love. And the, and as we talk about every gig that we that we have, every university talk, every cent that um, we make doing podcast-related events goes right back into the podcast. Um, we are growing so much. We basically have a team now yeah. for our live events, for our behind-the-scenes photos and videos, um, for, for other upcoming projects, very yeah. secret projects yeah. that we cannot talk about. No, Mala, don't even. <laughs> but we have a team of community friends, family listeners that help us to bring this project to life. So mm-hmm. we do our best to pay everyone who works on our project so if you'd like to support, you know, those processes, make sure you hit the Venmo at locatora-radio. Yes. Beautifully put. Thank you, Mala. Yes. Um, so just to recap on what we've been doing, as we mentioned, we were at Cardinal Stritch in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And that was just such a special, special visit um, because it was at a Catholic university. Yeah, good stuff. And, you know, just the, the Latinx community there showed us so much love. Um, and I think that's one of the best parts of going to different universities, wherever it is that we go, you know, being able to to meet listeners. It's so fun. It's so fun. And it's like such a privilege to be Truly. able to share space with y'all. Like, I think we walk away like, what? Yeah. Like, honestly, oh, like astounded that like y'all really just show up for us. 
You love us. You bring us little presents. It's so cute. You know, you take you want to take pictures with us. It's just like blows my mind still. No, it's really sweet. And just there's so much creativity out there. Like, and, you know, we've never been to the Midwest before. I had no idea there were so many Mexicans in Milwaukee. There are so many tall Mexicans. Like specifically. It's very confusing. Diosa has a theory that it's the milk. It's 100% the milk. How come all our men out here are tiny? I'm just saying. And the women over in Milwaukee, too. They were, were tall. tall. All of them were tall. All the Latinas were tall. I it was, was so confused. They were towering over us. Yeah, they all look like red, like brown runway models. Yeah. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous. I remember when um, Micaela picked us up from the airport, Beautiful. I was like... Who is this goddess? What? We were like so tired and crusty from the airplane. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> of course, our listener. Amazing. amazing. Beautiful. Amazing. So thank you for having thank us. Thank you for having us. Milwaukee. And then that same that same trip, we went to Colorado. Yep. Gigging, girl. And it was started Gigging. snowing and I was so stressed. It was it snowed on us in Colorado. We were not prepared. I was not prepared. Mm-mm. 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 But it was cute. Yeah, so we gave a keynote. Yes, we did. And uh, it was like a live podcast sort of keynote setup. That was cute. It was really cute. Yeah. So if you were there, thank you for coming out and sharing space with us. And then we led a workshop. Yes. A at, femme defense workshop. At both Cardinal Stritch and Colorado, mm-hmm. we did a, like a keynote and a, a and workshop. And a workshop. We were busy. Back to back to back we to did back. back to, we basically did four different things in two days. Which is wild. I don't know how we did it. It's a lot. It took us like a while to recover, but we didn't really recover. <laughs> no, we didn't. I mean, I think we're still recovering, yeah. but we can't recover. Like there's no rest day. There's no rest day. But it's funny because at Cardinal Stritch in Milwaukee, of course, like my grandma Nacha calls oh me. Oh my God. Yeah. She was blowing you up. She was blowing up my phone to tell me that like she's never coming home because I'm never there. <laughs> I'm ya like, no voy a venir <laughs> were her exact words and i'm like grandma i'm in milwaukee yeah like, i'm sorry i can't yeah. be at the house right now <laughs> oh my god and then she called me again in the middle of our workshop at csun yeah she did it's nacha nacha's calling yeah it was hilarious it was hilarious <laughs> um you know mala my um my boo asked me what it was like traveling with you he was like he was like what is it like traveling with mala like do y'all get along and i was like First of all, yes. <laughs> Number one, yeah. Second of all, we like are able to just go with the flow, which I think oh, is yeah. really important. Like when you're traveling with someone, we're 100% able to just like feel what the uh, like feel the other's energy. Like Thursday night after Cardinal Stretch, we were like, let's go to a brewery tomorrow and get a drink right. before and have lunch before we go to the airport. We both woke up and we're like, we cannot move. And so we got room service and like it was great. And just had coffee in bed and like literally laid there until we had to get up Mm -hmm. and like you know other people it's like well no you said we were going to do that so now we have to do it hell no you know (laughs) we're not like that no we're very much go with the flow people i feel like you have we have to be yeah when you're traveling a lot yeah flexible has has one tour has traveling a lot travels one (laughs) tours one time tours one time goes to two places (laughs) (laughs) i know you know but it made me think about jessica for sure like all the traveling that she does or even just all of our freelance full-time artists yep you know all the traveling y'all do like so much respect and love for y'all it's a lot travel Mm mm-hmm Yes, yes. So we did go to CSUN, another college. We did a, we've did. we done a lot of colleges recently. Thank you for having us. Thank you for inviting us out. Um, CSUN, we talked about Femme Defense. 
And that was great. A lot of testimonies from from mujeres there about street harassment that they've experienced. Um, and we always appreciate when our, our local amores share, you know, it's very vulnerable. Yeah. That was good. And then just this week, we were at another college. We were at Claremont. Claremont Graduate University. And we did a Q&A. Yeah, at the Queer Resource Center. Yeah. That was cute. It was really cute. That was fun. It was definitely like one of our most chill university I liked gigs. It. I really mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah. They were just, it was very just like, you know, sit on a sofa and just chat, 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 you know, have yeah. a and a It was really lovely. Because usually we're like presenting or mm-hmm. leading a workshop or we have to prepare, you know, something ahead of time. And this time we just showed up and... Mm-hmm. Just as people had questions, the conversation flowed. And I really like that format. Yeah. It could, I mean, it's very much like a podcast. Oh, you yeah. Know? And that's what the organizer, Janelle, had said. Like, y'all have conversations. So, like, let's just have a conversation. So, yeah. I appreciated that. 100%. Yeah. Oh, what else have we been doing? We've been in the libraries mm-hmm. all over L.A., L.A. Public Libraries, doing our podcasting 101 workshops um, through the L.A. Made series. Yeah, so we were recently at Sun Valley. Mala led that workshop um, by herself. That's Yeah, and that was part two of a three-part podcasting mm-hmm. 101 workshop. So we're hoping that by the end of this three-part series, those have, who have been coming are ready to record their first episode and launch their podcast. Yes. That's the goal. Yes. And then we also uh, co-facilitated the podcasting 101 workshop in in Boyle Heights at the Benjamin Franklin Library. And as y'all know, we um, love Boyle Heights. You know, we, Locatora was very much born here and we have so much respect and admiration for this community. So being able to give back, you know, was amazing. And I think that like for sure there are going to be new podcasts based off of that workshop. Like the attendees just came and they were ready yeah. And they had their outlines and they were like, we're ready to start our podcast. They, yeah, I, I, I am noticing that, that in a lot of the workshops we're doing, the Ben Franklin one in particular, like you're saying, there are a lot of folks out there who have an idea for a podcast that they've been sitting on, that they've been mulling over. They've been thinking about this concept. So I really like these workshops because it's a free, highly accessible way to just like get that idea off the ground mm-hmm. and just do it. We just hope to provide that space is like put pen to paper, put your ideas into motion yeah. and like, let's get it started. Yeah. Cause sometimes it just takes that push, you know? Yeah. And really having like a soundboard that you can bounce ideas off of. Yeah. And we're not done. So if you no. haven't been able to make it out to one of our LA made podcasting 101 workshops, we have some more coming up. So the third in our three part series at the Sun Valley branch is going to be May 9th. Yes. At 530. May 9th. At and then in South LA at the Exposition Park Regional Branch, we will have a workshop at 6 p.m. on May 2nd. And we do have some other ones coming up actually in the summer. So we will be in Little Tokyo um, in Venice, yeah, Cahuenga, yeah, and a couple, I mean, be a few more. Mid so, Wilshire, Mid Wilshire. So keep your eye out. We're for doing those. all the libraries. I know, like all we're of them, like all over. It's LA. amazing. Thank you mm-hmm. for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Um, in addition, we do want to go ahead and shout out um, a really wonderful, amazing community partner, um, Therapy for Latinx. So we talk a lot about mental health and trauma on this podcast, and Therapy for Latinx is a really great place um, where they use the latest technology to make it as easy as possible to find therapists, life coaches, 
and emergency mental health centers, um, a lot of services that are free or low cost, community clinics. So, you know, because this is something we talk about so much, we are not like licensed therapists. Mm -hmm. So we always encourage our listeners to reach out, you know, to find some professional help. If you need to check out their online database, Um, we're all about the mental health glow up. So check out Therapy for Latinx. Yeah, it's such an incredible resource that um, is really curated for our community and that hopefully, um, you know, finding a therapist of color is really difficult. Uh, The percentage is really low. So to Mm. be able to have this database that you can search and hopefully find the right therapist for you is truly incredible and definitely a resource um, we 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 can take advantage of. Yeah, so thank you Therapy for Latinx for all that you do and the service that you provide. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so we are going to be jumping into a song break before we have um, our interview with Coco Verde, Ceci. So we're super excited uh, to be welcoming her onto the podcast. Podcasteras Peligrosas. And we're back from our break. We are really excited. Uh, We have a very special guest on the podcast today on the Radiophonic Novela. We want to introduce Cecilia Flores. Cecilia Flores was born and raised in Medford, Massachusetts. She's currently a doctoral student in social policy at Brandeis University. She received her bachelor's in American studies and community health in 2012 and her master's degree in educational studies in 2013. Right now, she's working on pursuing pursuing a career in teaching and researching racial health inequities. She wants to open a Latino vegan restaurant called Coco Verde Vegan. Her fiance um, and her started Coco Verde as a blog. They've grown it into a catering company, and they're really excited to keep cultivating their online community in the meantime. Cecilia is also the mother of a rapidly growing, almost two-year-old toddler, and uh, she's looking forward to training and running for her next ultra marathon. Cecilia truly does it all. I love Cecilia. I went to college with Cecilia um, at Tufts. That's where we met. So we want to welcome, welcome Cecilia of Coco Verde Vegan onto the show. Cecilia, can you please say hi and introduce yourself to our Locamores? Hello. Thank you. Thank you both, Diosa and Mala, so much, so, so much for having me on. It's like, it's truly an honor um, to be with you and be sharing this space with you all. And um, I'm so excited to talk more, to talk um, about Coco Verde and, yes. um, and talk a little bit more about, you know, the the birth of a new tradition, really, with, that has that started with Ivana and has really kind of transformed um, a lot of our other, my other relationships with my family members, specifically my mom and my grandmother, through uh, this tradition of cooking and, and loving on each other through food. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to learn more about your business and your origin story and how uh, 
Coco Verde came to be. So once again, thanks for being here. And I think it, I, I think it's important to talk about too. Cecilia Dominicana from yes. Massachusetts. Yes. Um, yes. And so Coco Verde, would you say that this is, is it vegan Dominican food specifically, or what type of cuisine are you serving up with Coco Verde? Definitely, um, you know, I am Dominican, Afro-Latina, and grew up in um, a very Dominican household. And so a lot of the cooking that I grew up with was very um, straight-up Dominican food. And my fiancé is also Dominican, and so that's definitely where a lot of our influences come from. Mm -hmm. Um, But in in terms of the menu, um, I would say it's very Dominican, but then it also has, like, a lot of different twists. We do um, a lot of different tacos. We do, like, a lot of... um, We love to to take on um, other flavors as well. And it's just interesting... To, I, you know, every time when I say, oh, like, you know, Sancocho is Dominican or this is Dominican and that, but there's so much um, borrowing and mm. transforming of, of flavors across different Latin American countries. And so yeah. it's almost like, you know, we're just such a fusion. It's like when we were doing the um, pasteles and hoja for, for Christmas and they were like, or someone was like, oh, that looks like a tamal. And I'm like, it's, it's the Dominican version of a tamal. You know, right. like there's, it's just, there's so much um, sharing, which I, I really love. That's wonderful. I'm I'm really curious. You mentioned your mother and your grandmother, and I'm wondering sort of what role, you know, your mom, your abuela, the mujeres in your family, what role they've played in, like, your journey into becoming a business owner, a caterer, starting uh, Coco Verde Vegan. Yeah, I think, so my family is very female-centric, very, you know, the mujeres in my family are so freaking powerful and just like such forces and it's just it's um an honor to just kind of learn from them and my grandmother in particular she passed away two it'll be two years ago yeah because Ivana's two she passed away she passed Mm -hmm. away right before I got pregnant with Ivana Mm -hmm. and she was just you know this incredible you know la doña she just like ran the whole family and you know my mom who is her daughter-in-law actually learned to cook from her got it and so yeah and it was just like a very beautiful you know bonding thing not like it's not it wasn't like oh you need to learn how to cook for my son it was like you know my mom didn't know how to cook her mom wasn't really like a big cook and she really wanted to learn from her and so they just you know she kind of like apprenticed in the kitchen and sure um you know has so my my grandmother was this incredible 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 chef and um you know I was always in the kitchen with her and um you know I, I learned so much from her she was such a very strong very strict woman but mm-hmm. also loved us so very much and I think you know very typical to Latino families like that's the way that we show our love is you know through food and through um you know feeding each other and so that was something that I learned um from her and um has been has been really beautiful so my grandmother um, my abuela Chia, she never really got to, to try our food because uh, she passed away um, like a little bit before I went mm. uh, vegan. And but my mom, um, you know, we've had this incredible journey. Her and I um, through it all. Where at first she was very like, you know, I um, she's like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> what is this? Like, what is the vegan thing? And right. what? And like, it was like right. 
like right before Thanksgiving that I um, decided to kind of like do this cleanse into mm-hmm. like a plant-based diet. And she was like, ¿Y qué tú vas a comer para Thanksgiving? <laughs> and like, like, just up in arms. Like, what? I, like, I don't, you know, didn't understand anything. It was so, you know, a little bit um, pushing it away because, sure. you know, yeah. I think it was so new. And, and also because, you know, that was such a big way of like how she shows love is mm-hmm. through feeding. And so, you know, for her to all of a sudden feel, you know, I can only imagine she must have felt so um, pushed away and like, you know, maybe like that you know, her food wasn't good enough for me anymore, oh. even though that's not, you know, that's not what I wanted to convey to her, but mm-hmm. probably, you know, I imagine, you know, she probably had those kinds of feelings, but, um, you know, through, through the journey and through talking and kind of her seeing like what we're doing in the kitchen and all of that, she's really transformed into like one of our biggest cheerleaders. Oh. And, you know, she tells, she tells everybody about us and like, tell people to follow us on Instagram and she's always asking like how many followers do you have on Instagram and like (laughs) you know how how, are you growing like who's who's ordering from you and like all this stuff and so it's definitely been a very um transformative relationship and really you know taught me how we can shift like traditions are beautiful and can transform and they can you know adapt to um and weather the like the storms of of life you know that I'm so glad that you that you talked about that that you touched upon that relationship with your mother and also cuisine transforming. Um, so often we hear that Latinos or Latinx folks can't be vegan, right? That our our mm. foods don't allow us to be vegan. That we can't have plant based yep. diets because meat is so central to our diets, which isn't actually true if you think about the way our ancestors ate. So, what would you say is uh, your response to folks that make that generalization that Latinos can't be vegan? Yeah, I think that, you know, I, I think it's just that. Like, I think we're, we're trained to think of it as a white thing. And, yeah. you know, the, 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 the reality is that, like, the, a lot of the people kind of in the spotlight are white. The vegan community in general can be pretty hostile sometimes, which that's, like, one of my biggest um, issues, I guess. Right. It's just, like, how um, abrasive things can be sometimes and how judgmental. Um, but I think exactly what you were saying, Diosa, I think so, so much of our food was vegan unintentionally, just, you know, and, but things have just been added in. Like there, there are a lot of the rices that my mom makes, you know, um, to make like arroz con fideo or arroz con maíz or like the beans and things like that, that were originally like, you know, over time people started adding in like bits of bacon to like give it more flavor or like this and that but originally those things were just you know based on plants and even like the the um conversations which it's like very um it's a complicated topic because you know the quinoa or quinoa Mm -hmm. it's just it's an indigenous it's indigenous to south america you know and and, but people see it as like a white thing and it's like no like there are so many so many of these um foods and um products that are ours but are being presented by white people and then being seen as white. And so that part um, feels like, you know, a lot of the uh, work that I really want to do is, is part of that kind of reclaiming and um, kind of dusting off that appropriation and, mm. um, you know, and showing people that, because our goal, honestly, you know, I don't have any illusions that everybody, oh my, people are going to see like our stuff and be like, oh my God, everyone's going to be like, yeah, I want to go vegan. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, 
I don't want to push anybody to do anything, but I do want to show people that it is possible to have an entirely plant-based plate and have it be delicious and have it be exciting and, you know, and have people wanting more. And, um, you know, that's really, that's really what we're all about. Beautiful. That's amazing. Beautiful. And, you know, we, in previous uh, capitulos, we've talked about femtech and we've talked about cooking and our traditional meals as being a type of science, right? Mm-hmm. And that when you look yeah. at a, a plate, a traditional plate, and it has rice, it has beans, it has maybe nopales, right? That just didn't come together by accident. That's hundreds and even thousands of years of, like, our ancestors testing and different combinations of of foods to find out what sustains us and what our cells and our bodies Mm -hmm. need and what combination, right? And I would love to hear from you sort of how maybe you've come upon the femtech in your cooking. Absolutely. So I, um, you know, I have this vivid memory. I was maybe, I don't know, like 10 or 12, um, you know, sitting in in the kitchen. My grandmother was visiting from Dominican Republic and I watching her drink this can of Budweiser and she's making an asshole pao, which is like a soup with rice kind of built into it. Mm-hmm. And um, she takes a sip of the Budweiser. She, she tastes the soup and then she just kind of pours like half the can of beer in, into the soup. <laughs> and, you know, she's balancing the flavors and I'm just like sitting there like, what are you doing? Like, right. <laughs> putting beer in soup. Like, I, you know, I didn't get it at the time. But, right. Um, you know, now after having, um, you know, learning more and, and kind of having these uh, revelations, I like I understand. And um, you know, there's that new uh, show on on Netflix, the Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. I might yes, have gotten the yes, order wrong yes. with that, but like I love that show. I love first of all, I love watching her eat because she just looks like she makes everything look like so delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also just really love how she talks about that balance. You know, finding the right balance of like you know needing that acid to kind of brighten up like, you know, really heavy dishes and needing, you know, the right amount of salt and how salt can be transformative and all that stuff. And so um, baking especially is 100% chemistry. And cooking, you know, cooking is is part of a process like that too. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's much more scientific, I think, than we give it credit. Yeah. And I think, you know, so many, it's just one frustrating thing for me is just how, how difficult it can be to to kind of develop those flavors yeah. but i do think that everybody everybody can cook i have like a very ratatouille uh, <laughs> thought, thought on that yeah but i do think that you know in traditional in traditional kitchens like at home it's all the women that are cooking but we've created um hostile environments right. in in traditional and restaurants here where women are not able a lot of the time to take um, take the lead and to take charge. And I think um, mm. that's something that, that I, I grapple with a lot. I've never worked in like a, a school, but uh, oh. what I have from other people, I think it's just, um, you know, I think we have to go through a process where we can allow um, like the a part of the conversation and, and also um, kind of make way, you know, amazing uh, chefs from home. Like I, I talk about my mm-hmm. abuela all the time. Like she was an incredible chef. She didn't right. go to any schools. You know, she learned at her own way. And I think that that's 
a really beautiful thing that we don't really um, talk about and we don't really do a good job of honoring. Yeah. yeah. You you know, you cut out a little bit right now. Um, that so last couple re- sentences. Can you repeat that part about your grandmother not necessarily being a trained chef? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I, I think that, you know, I, and it's interesting because it, even in uh, our bio on the, on the website, we, I have, I wrote like my fiance is a classically trained, trained chef that, you know, he studied at La Cordon Bleu. And I think oh. that, you know, we, we, he did, which, which is like really cool and really amazing. And yeah. I'm like, really proud of him for it. But, but I also think that, you know, there are so many amazing and incredible chefs. Like my grandmother, I think of her as an incredible chef, but of course she didn't go to, you know, a fancy school. Right. Um, you know, she, she learned on her own. And I think that that is something, um, so beautiful and something that should be, we should do a, a much better job of honoring. 100%. And you know, now, and it, and it has me thinking like if using spices and seasonings and putting together a dish is a chemistry and is a science, then when we joke about white people having bland food, right. what we're really commenting on is that historically they never mastered that science and that chemistry. No, they never got it. They never got it down. They never figured out the science of cooking, which is fascinating mm-hmm. to, to frame mm-hmm. it in that way, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, one thing my mom always told me, like, when you bake, she was like, you know, measurements don't really matter, but when you bake, it 100% matters mm-hmm. because it really, it really is a chemistry. She, and she would always tell me, if you're off even by a little bit, your pan will not come out the way it's supposed to come out. Your pastelito, your torta, whatever, like, is not going to come out the way you want it to. Right. So 100% it's, it's a chemistry. 100%. 100% like because with cooking I I love it and like I said like I you know I love that movie that Disney or Pixar whatever movie it is the Ratatouille movie with mm-hmm. the little mouse that is like the chef or whatever and everybody can cook like I love that and I really believe in that I like I really love it um, and love encouraging people to kind of um, you know just think of you know just make their own way cooking because cooking is a lot more forgiving than baking is right you know cooking you can add a little bit more sauce you can you know brighten up the dish with like a little bit more acidity or whatever you can usually you know fix your way out of a mistake but with baking you know it's just it will you know if you don't put in enough baking powder your your cake will not rise if you it's like everything is so um intricately connected which is just like so amazing and you know it just it sometimes i step back and it just blows my mind like you know who like who's the first person to say you know i'm gonna um sit, like sift this because this is going to be better or i'm gonna you know use this ingredient because it's, i think it's going to do this and exactly um, you know especially in in vegan baking it's like you know the um, the baking powder is like the main rising agent and like creating you know if you go back to your like third grade volcanoes in science class like it's it's activated by the apple cider vinegar that you use and like you know so it's very it's just it's an amazing thing like how connected it is and it's just amazing to think about all the women and all the the laborers within the kitchen that have really um have paved the way and have you know created these templates uh for us to use and also to um expand upon mm-hmm. 100 thank you so much for bringing in that that perspective um your story and your journey i'm really excited i mean like cecilia i've always looked up to you because you just like do it all i mean you're an ultra marathon runner <laughs> slash vegan like <laughs> chef slash mom like slash phd candidate like how i can't yeah. <laughs> 
literally. <laughs> so. I, I honestly don't know how I do it some days either. I'm like, I don't know. But it, like I was, my sister was like, like, you seem overwhelmed. Like, you know, is there anything that you can, she's a social worker. So she's mm. like, so perfect. And she's always like checking in with me. Of course. And she's like, is there anything that you would like want to let go? And I'm like, no, nothing. <laughs> right. like, I'm not letting go of anything. Right. I'm just going to do it all. And I'm going to figure it out and it'll be fine. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, I love you. I love what you're doing. I love Coco Verde. Thank I hope you. to try your food one day. Yes. I need to, I'm going to be out there Thank for my you. five-year reunion in the summer, so I'm going to have to stop yes, by. Yes, we're <laughs> out here. You absolutely yes. I, like, need to have you over, and I need to to, um, to, to give you some, some food. And There's I need to meet Ivana. I didn't talk about that. I just want to oh, yeah. get out there if Go that's for okay. Mm-hmm. You can feel free to, to edit it out if you want to, but I just... One thing that I feel like veganism is so um, intimidating to people because of um, one of the things that we said earlier, just how um, abrasive Mm. some vegans can be and judgmental and all that. And I think that a lot of times people forget the fact that all all of us are implicit in, you know, capitalism, in in these systemic structures. We're actively fighting against it. And I feel like it's so... A lot of times people are, you know, chastising, vegans are chastising other people for, you know, consuming meat or consuming these other, these products. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like that it gives a bad name. Some of us, some of it is like rightly earned for some people, but I also feel like there's not enough emphasis on the fact that, you know, just because you are, oh, you're not participating in animal cruelty, you're still participating, unless you're growing your own fruits and vegetables, you're still participating in, you know, the farming system and, and understanding how specifically it's almost always, you know, Latino, Latinx folks, mm-hmm. yeah. most of the time undocumented, you know, all of the time mistreated and, and not paid enough and not given enough um, support and structures and even, you know, good working conditions. And so I think that that, um, part of my part of my mission is to really is obviously to work on that and to you know fight for food rights in general but also to um you know applaud everybody in their own food choosing food choices in their own food journey yes thank you for that to share that very important yeah like in in the monster of capitalism there's nothing that's 100 percent ethical right and we do our part in whatever way that we can Absolutely. And it's true. I've, I'm not exactly. vegan. I'm not even close to being vegetarian. Um, but I have even, I'm not in those worlds or circles at all, but I've seen that really toxic, like vegan rhetoric on mm-hmm. the internet, you know? So I, oh, I hear what you're yeah. saying and I, I, I've seen it and it does leave a bad taste in one's mouth, but I, I can also appreciate that, you know, there are efforts on behalf of black and brown people, especially black Americans to like reclaim farming, reclaim vegetables, you know, reclaim cooking and the connection to the soil that was definitely, you know, has been stripped away um, from from lots of communities. So absolutely everything that you're doing is so important. And I'm really happy to see that it's like, you know, I I saw you got a feature. You had some media, some press not too long ago around Coco Verde. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's been a really big honor, and I'm just I'm really excited to to keep sharing and to, um, you know, keep showing people, 
what we're doing and you know and and kind of spreading that positivity and, and joy I'm all about the Marie Kondo we were just talking about Marie Kondo <laughs> I am tidying up and organizing my life yes as well very yes. she's our oh, modern I Mary Poppins Marie Kondo is the modern Mary Poppins well Cecilia um where can our listeners find you where can they follow you where can they learn more about um your work and Coco Verde Yes, so absolutely. So we are across the board, Facebook, Instagram, um, and Twitter. We're at Coco Verde Vegan, um, and our website is cocoverdevegan.com. And I love I love talking to people. Some people sometimes DM us and are like, oh, I don't know if you're going to. And I'm like, I, I will answer. I love, I love talking <laughs> to people. So send us a message. Good to know. Talk to us. I love to be in conversation. And, um, you know, I'm a community organizer by training so i love to be in community with people so um reach out to us get in touch amazing thank you so much for being on the podcast for talking to us and sharing your story with us we know our listeners are look amores are gonna love it absolutely so thank uh, you thank you both so much 100 and we will talk to you soon Yes, talk soon. Okay. Sending love to you both. Have a great rest of the afternoon. Thank, thank you. you. All right, Locamores, thank you for tuning in to another capítulo of Locatora Radio. As always, you know where to find us, where to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can tune in on Audioboom, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. And also, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps uh, new folks find us and listen to us and we love reading all of your love we love reading your listener comments uh, like and subscribe check out our YouTube channel we're now posting videos to our IGTV make sure you check those out and this has been another capítulo of Locatora Radio besitos. besitos there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.